if name image likeness existed, if you could profit off of your own name, um, <laughs> what, what, what would you look back on your career in Iowa and say, I wish I could have done that? Uh, you know, I think, you know, one of my favorite pizza spots, uh, actually kind of near Cedar Rapids, Roscoe's Pizza. They wanted to do a pizza with, with the, that was called like the Garzilla or something like that. Oh, man. And, and so, you know, that, that would have been cool. And they're been going awesome. to be doing yeah. that now. But to yeah, be able to nice. have eaten it in college, taking someone and be like, yeah, let me get, you know, that, <laughs> that pizza. Welcome to the People's Sports Podcast. I'm Mark Titus. She is Charlotte Wilder. Coming up, we have National Player of the Year in college basketball, Luca Garza, to talk to us, to explain to us olds how NFTs work. Um, this is a man who has made tens of thousands of dollars selling an NFT, Charlotte. We talked about it briefly on the show, and then we, uh, this was a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then we pivoted away from it very quickly because uh, it was a little too confusing, a little over our head, but yeah. Uh, Today, the theme of today's show, actually, Mark, is going to be things that are confusing and a little yeah. bit over our heads. Um, but NFTs are definitely up there. And it, I'm just excited to talk to somebody who knows, A, what they are, and B, how to make them, and C, how to sell them. So, you and, know, I'm we're going to learn something. And the guys that was the best player in college basketball last year, some some thought the last two years. Uh, so that's exciting. He's coming on the show to talk about that. Uh, we uh, also have some cool news, Mark. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The exciting. Speaking I, uh, of the people. Yeah, go ahead. Tell the people what the news Okay, I'm obviously like over eager Charlotte about this, but um, we are taking the show on the road, which Mm -hmm. is what I've always wanted to say, which we're literally doing. We are this fall going to be going to um, different college football games around the country and doing some shows, talking to people, going to games. And I'm so excited, not because not just because I love doing this show so much, but also because I haven't been to a college football game or like interacted with strangers in so mm-hmm. long that i think mm-hmm. i think it's gonna be it's like a brave new world out there i yeah you're gonna uh quickly regret it is that what you're trying to say <laughs> that you're you're like this is gonna be so exciting and then our very first stop you're at a bar with a bunch of strangers and you're like oh my god no <laughs> i have like horrible social anxiety coming out of the pandemic <laughs> Yeah, you're like I can't do this. I, I'm gonna need a second. I'm gonna. Right. Uh, no, I'm excited. This is gonna be fun. We're we're going uh, throughout college football fall. Uh, going from go just going to a handful of campuses. We don't know where we're going yet, but that's okay. That's uh that's the the fun of the show is uh mm-hmm. we're very flexible. You tell us where to go. We'll show up there. Thank you to Dosakis for making this happen. We're gonna be uh taking the show on the road this fall. So look forward to that. If you if you live by a college campus, if you're in college, if uh none of those are true, but you have an internet connection. Would like to follow along. <laughs> yeah, you don't there have to be there to watch. You don't have to be there. Yeah, you don't be there. We're going to stream it. I yeah, do also so. want to say that if anyone thinks that, like, oh, this is for college kids only, it's not. I it's I not, feel like no. our demographic skews all over the board, and you can still go to you know a college football game if you're not a student. Nobody knows that but it's true. Charlotte has already sent an email to Dos Equis asking if they make a Sauvignon Blanc for her to drink. Uh, she's like, I was thinking more of like, can we go to like a yacht club and do the <laughs> like an unfiltered Sauvignon or something. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, we regret this immediately. Yep. I just want to say that I think our timing of doing, of trying my terrible idea of a silent podcast uh, 
timed with the announcement of this. Josek is public. It's public now. Like they're backing us. They can't back out. They can't. So, <laughs> so we chose today to do the stupidest possible thing in appreciation for them. And also just to be like, look, this, we're going to set the bar so low. Like this is where it is. Yeah. So things are only going to get better. Like you made a smart brand decision. Oh man, I'm excited. It, it, it's going to be fun. We're going to probably tease it a handful of other times between mm -hmm. now and the fall, I imagine. But uh, yeah, that, that news broke today and we're, we're pumped about it. So uh, join us. Put it in your calendar. I'm not really sure what that means because we don't exactly have dates or locations. It's not yet, in our calendar, kinda, but make sure Put it it's in your in mental <laughs> calendar. Just be like, yeah, that's a thing that's happening uh, right. later in the year. Uh, let's figure out what we want to talk about before we, we have Luke on to, to explain NFTs to us. Uh, out of the gate, one thing I definitely don't want to talk about is that mm -hmm. the Des Moines Yacht Club, which I, which uh, we, I guess, we, we, we arrived at it together. Um, on Monday, we decided that we wanted to start a yacht club and we thought, what better way to do it than to, to, to pick a random place in Iowa, because I always come up with, you know, like if I'm trying to just think of anywhere USA, I, I have a knack, <clears throat> excuse me. I have like a knack for coming up with, I always land on Iowa for some reason. So we thought, what about Des Moines? That would be funny. The Des Moines Yacht Club. And it has been brought to my attention, Charlotte, that the Des Moines Yacht Club <laughs> somehow already exists. I am, I am on quite a heater right now of inventing <laughs> things that already exist uh, between I'll have another. You came up with the horse's horse name, who won the Preakness and the Kentucky the dirt, Derby, yeah, or and yeah. the yeah. Uh, in 2012, you came, yep. you invented a yacht club that already that already exists. exists. Yep. You came up with something else too, but I don't remember. Uh, what it was, a basketball but... franchise called the Los Angeles Lakers. I think yeah. that would be successful. <laughs> that rolls off the tongue well. <laughs> oh, and I was like, that's a great idea. And then we Googled it and it's like LeBron James. <laughs> no, I want to say too, though, that we knew that the minute we finished recording our honorable mentions episode, where we decided that we were going to make merch that said the Des Moines Yacht Club on it, we Googled it Des Moines Yacht have, Club because yeah. we were like, well, you know, let's just double check. Immediately realized that we, that, Mark had once again invented something that already existed, <laughs> and uh, and we were like, "Do we hop back on?" And then we were like, "No, no, no, we'll ride Just this." Ride. The yeah. amount of emails, the amount of tech of tweets at us that have been like, "Guys, this exists." Apparently, though, it's a dive bar, Mark. Oh, really? Apparently, it's a dive. That bar. makes me like it more, honestly. Like, but I do also think you often arrive at Dubuque, Iowa. I do say Dubuque. Uh, is there a Dubuque? I think there's club? a Dubuque boat club. From what I remember, but I, you know, someone came up, someone came up with actually a great idea for us um, that said we should do the Des Moines parentheses, Iowa Yacht Club. Oh, yeah. Because the Des Moines one is like in Washington, right? It's in Washington State, which is weird. Wow. Or we just do the Iowa Yacht Club as a whole. Just the not whole bad. state. That's <laughs> just the whole bad. state. That's pretty good. Just the, the flyover whole. state yacht club. <laughs> just the flyover. Yeah. The flyover yacht club. The landlocked yacht club. Yeah. <laughs> The the Roadshow Yacht Club. Yeah. Oh right. my god. Anyway, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. About I I had my heart broken. We'll we'll figure it out. Um. Is there anything you don't want to talk about this week? Um. I don't want to talk about. Oh god, there are like a bunch of things I don't want to talk about. I don't. I still really don't want to talk about the um, NFL schedule release. Mm. Um. That includes mm -hmm. Tom Brady going to. Mm -hmm. Patriots in week four, I believe. Mm. Uh, I think tickets are already selling for a thousand dollars. Like as the entry fee or by that, I mean the lowest the, possible the, ticket. Yeah. yeah. What <laughs> do you call fee. that? It's a cover, a cover charge. <laughs> the cover is a thousand dollars for Gillette stadium. Um, and I just think that that's going to like for a month leading up to that game, that's the only thing that anybody yeah. in sports media is going to be talking about. And right. so 
first of all, we need to save it so that I can talk about it then. Second of all, I don't want to talk about it now and I probably won't want to talk about it then, but that's still happening. That's a major talking point in sports media these days. Patriots fans are definitely going to cheer for him, right? Like he's, he's beloved oh, still. We- yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. I just make it sure. You never know. Mac Jones and Cam Newton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to cheer for the Buc- – well, you know, if there's anything I learned from the, the Buccaneers Super Bowl run, uh, the Patriots fans are actually Buccaneers fans, so it wouldn't surprise me if the Bucs are, are running up touchdowns and the, page- the crowd's just going crazy. <laughs> Seriously, and once Edelman signs with the Bucs, it's all over. <laughs> anyway, right. so I don't want to talk about that. We won't talk about that. You don't uh, talk well, about. with Tom Brady, I don't want to talk about how uh, I saw on Pro Football Talk that, that there's a, a, a petition – for Tom Brady, Tom Brady took out PPP loans, paycheck protection program <laughs> loans during the pandemic, yeah. uh, amounting to $960,000 for his TB12 situation. Is it company, his his sports drink, situation. his lifestyle? I just situation. You know how you used to, situ- situ- we used situation for like a bad thing? Yes. Like a ba- that's what this is. The, the TB12 is. situation, you can't, yeah. I don't know if you can even call it a company. He uh he took out nine hundred sixty not he but the the situation <laughs> took out nine hundred sixty grand uh and there's now a petition according to Pro Football Talk of over one hundred sixty thousand signatures on this petition for Tom Brady to return his money because the people believe that Tom Brady's money would be best served like the, the purpose of PPP loans was for actual small businesses and actual people that are struggling and Tom Brady is not one of those people. And uh, I don't want to talk about it because that's going to get too much into the weeds of that's that's a little too political. I, yeah. I, uh, oh, this is a this is a completely a political. <laughs> we don't we stick to we sports, stick to sports here. Yeah. I also though don't want to talk about that because it does make me pretty angry when I think about it. Because I'm like, if you can sell a, like twenty million dollar apartment in Tribeca, mm-hmm. but you take out almost a million dollars. Mm-hmm. in those loans but to me what's interesting so i'm like but but again i'm not going to talk about that or the politics of it but what i what i will say is i want to know the rooting fan the fan affiliation for the majority of people who sign oh that's a good that's a good petition. point like is this all bills fans is this Steelers fans who hate that he crept up on their record is it like who like who are the fans because you know, Pat's fans are like, well, look, I mean, TB12 technically is a small business. And like, think about yeah. the people who work there. Like, they're not all Tom Brady. And then Bucks fans are like, holy shit, we're relevant. So they're not going to sign it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a, you, uh, you should have to, if you sign the petition, you should have to check the box of which... Uh, <laughs> Which NFL franchise do you support? So we like could have the They're like two Lions fans for some reason. Everyone's <laughs> like, what? Uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know enough about it to to uh, get upset. So I, I definitely don't want to talk about it. But I just want to uh, – your golden boy. I just want to draw attention to this. Your golden boy is, is ruffling feathers, Charlotte. He's, he's, he's 160,000 people are not happy. They just hate him because they ain't him. So <laughs> – it's all Chiefs fans. That's probably what it is. The Chiefs fans watching the Super Bowl. Uh, what? What is there? Anything else? I don't want to talk about the Columbus Crew. Um, I don't know how aware you are of this. Uh, the Crew uh, changed. They they yeah. won the MLS Cup in 2020. Then they take all of that positive momentum after the franchise was saved at, with a with a new stadium coming in July. Yeah. And they decide this is a perfect time to completely rebrand as we are, <laughs> as we are the the champs. This is like the only time I can ever remember. And I don't know that I would remember otherwise, but this is the only time I can ever remember someone winning a title and then deciding this is the perfect time to rebrand. Like now that everyone associates that logo with winning the title, let's get rid yep. of it. 
and let's yep. go away. And, uh, and owns they, merch from and, yes. them winning. Let's scrap it all and start from scratch because we just won a title. And uh, anyway, the last week or so, Charlotte, there was a, a big mom- movement to save the crew again because we had oh, to boy. save the franchise from moving to Austin. Then they get rid of the crew name and they want to go by Columbus SC because they want they want Columbus to be a – this is honest to God the rationale. They wanted it to be like a world brand. They thought if we go by the Columbus crew, people know us as the crew – they don't know. They want Columbus to go international. They want people to know Columbus internationally. And even the people in Ohio that live in Columbus are like, "It's Columbus. What, what do you mean internationally?" That's. <laughs> like, ins- we'll, I didn't know that part of the story. So we'll they, settle, they want to take yeah. the crew out. They were taking the crew out of the official name. They were like, and people in Ohio were even like, "We we would settle for Columbus being known like throughout the Midwest. Like that's kind of our <laughs> aim right now. Like, what do you mean internationally? Like people in Belgium are going to be like, mm, yes, Columbus SC, huge fan, love what they're doing over there. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, so then the other day they decided, okay, we we're listening to your complaints. We will now bring back the crew. So they are now once again known as the Columbus Crew. Uh, and they they tweak the logo, whatever, but they are basically keeping the logo. And I don't want to talk about it because uh, that we've kind of saved the crew, but at the same time, they got rid of the logo that was awesome for a logo that looks like a kindergartner created it. And uh, I'm upset because if I complain too much, I sound entitled. So I don't want to talk about it. Well, I have, two, about. I have two questions that I won't, that I wouldn't ask you. And if okay. I were not to ask you them, it would be, didn't you put out a video? Wasn't there something about you put out a video yeah. of the new merch that they, they, they sent me? They, they, uh, I, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a douche, but Columbus, no, no, Ohio no, no, no. is I, not is not an international branch. You don't have so, to preface this, okay. Mark. You've said well, you're a big deal in Columbus, Ohio. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, you're okay. allowed to uh, be. Yeah, yes, but I'm I don't a know. Huge it's a huge deal in Rockport, Maine. Okay, so like, listen, Charlotte. Be saying you're a big deal in Columbus, Ohio. It's a, it's an international brand. So it sounds like I'm a, a you know a, a, a world celebrity here. You're right. My mistake. Um, Sorry, Ben. No, I, I I'm actually a crew fan. I had season tickets for a long time. I uh, they're one of the teams that I outwardly support um, and and very seriously support. So uh, the crew have took taken notice of this throughout the years, and they will send me stuff from time to time and say like, here you go. Please continue spreading the good word. And they sent me a a package of the new gear with the new logo on it. And yeah, I put a video on Twitter of me uh, subtly, but maybe not so subtly. <laughs> As I'm thanking them, I am throwing the new merch in the trash. There you go. And saying, There's the go Mark Titus way. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. Well, uh, we won't talk about it. Let's not talk about it. You know what I? You know what I would like to talk about? Please. I would really like to talk about these NBA play-in games. Mm-hmm. And how thoroughly and remarkably confused I have been for the last two weeks. Okay. I Mark, it, it's the kind of thing where you'd think that working in sports would make me better at understanding sports things. But yeah. I still find myself, I'm like, okay, so, all right. So here, playoff situation. First of all, I saw a graphic on TV the other day that was, that was a graphic of what this tournament, these playing games look like. Mm-hmm still unbelievably confused i felt like mm-hmm. i was doing a flow chart of like a quiz in a women's magazine where you have to like follow the chart to mm-hmm. find out what the mm-hmm. next box is i was like okay so so i was like all right so if you have two two games the winners of each game will play each other yep and then that, they go that's how a tournament to works right one. that's how a tournament works right not so fast <laughs> no so can i see if i got this right yeah, please. This okay, is this is so icing 2.0. Here we go. Icing 2.0. Charlotte explains sports. Jeez, that's a terrifying. That'd be actually a really good like 
That's like the next version of drunk history. If you did that, honestly, if we did like a Charlotte Explain Sports, and like we said on the last show, we're like we were talking about Virginia, and you got something wrong, and then people just flooded your inbox. If totally. you did a show where where you purposely, but kind of not purposely, take things that you, and you try to explain it, and you're wrong just enough, I feel like you'd have a massive hit on you. You'd be doing like <laughs> millions of views because people. I mean, granted, there'd be a lot of like sharing the link, like look at this dumb idiot, you know, right. like a lot of people would be for like, this is why women shouldn't be in yes. sports. Yes. <laughs> like I would single-handedly ruin all a lot of the of, progress. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, but you'd be Jackie laughing McMullen all the way to the made. bank. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be laughing all the way to the bank though, Charlotte. I mean, my God, you'd be. I mean, look, I'm willing views. to do a Charlotte explain <laughs> segment. If you are, it's all I'm saying. You know what we should do when we take this show on the road, when we go to colleges, I should have to explain their founding or like explain oh yeah that's a great I, I actually love that that set like explain their tradition or something like yeah. one uh, you know we go to a school where like every kickoff they someone takes off their left shoe and they just like wave it around exactly. their head and you're like charlotte explain why do they do that here and, and like but you're not going to tell me what tradition it is so that i yeah. have to research it on my own but like i might just not know it all yeah I mean, I think that would, I think I'm just trying to juice our numbers here. So whatever it takes, but All right. my understanding. Anyway, explain, yeah, explain the, the playing tournament, please. Yes, the tournament, my, I'm sorry, the playing tournament. The tournament, the, the playing tournament, Tour. sorry, playoff game, play in games. I don't know. See, already after great start. <laughs> so there, okay. So you had, if you were in the top six teams of your mm-hmm. division, you are automatically in the NBA playoffs. You're already wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you are the number one seed. You, you're close. It's the number the top six, seed. top six in the conference, not division, but conference. Okay. Yeah. Exactly what I said. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Are you even listening? <laughs> um, okay. So if you are one of the, if you are in the top six in your division, <laughs> sorry, conference. <laughs> Just said this. <laughs> I'm serious. I get so flustered when I have to explain things. I was terrible at taking tests. Okay. So if you are in the top six in your conference, mm-hmm. you're in the playoffs. Yep. If you are seven, eight, nine, or 10, you yep. have to take part in a play in game. And if you mm-hmm. are a seven seed playing an eight seed, whoever wins that game is automatically in the playoffs. Yep. And you don't the, have to play another game. And you get to, you are now the seven seed. Yeah, exactly. you're officially locked in as a seven seed. Yes, like my Boston Celtics. Your beloved who Boston Celtics beat the Wizards, the and they are now the seven seed, which means they get to play the Nets, which feels more like a punishment. But here yes. we are. Yes. So if you are in the eight, I mean in the nine ten category. Yep. And you play that game. If you lose, you go home. But you if home. you win, yep. you play the loser of the seven eight game. Look at you! You uh-huh. did it. And the winner of that game, what happens? They become the eight seed. There we go. There it is. You wow. Did it. Do you know how That's hard I had to concentrate yeah. while I was saying that? It's it. It was. Uh, it, it's it's something that I I don't know how to say. I mean, this sounds very stupid, but it makes sense in my head. It's something that's uh, confusing until it's not. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it's very confusing. Then once you get it, you're like, oh, okay. Now I, I once now you I get follow, it, you're but... like, oh, okay. But then when you have to explain it back to someone, yes. it's confusing again. Yes, and it, it's hard because there's no visual. There are a lot of people that are visual, and like you said, the the joy of a tournament, a, a typical tournament, a ter- yeah. typical single elimination tournament, is we all know how brackets work, and you just throw up a bracket, and you're like, all right, you win, you advance. But this one is uh, very, very confusing and uh, until it's not, you know, like you said, but uh, I, I'm with you. Uh, the plan is, is going on right now. So we should say uh, we are recording this on Wednesday morning ish mm-hmm. slash afternoon ish, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, the Wednesday you know, it crosses the Greenwich Mean Time. 
time. How does it work? Uh, so last night, as of this recording, your beloved Boston Celtics beat the Wizards mm-hmm. um, and have now advanced. As you said, they will play the Nets. They are the seventh seed in the East. Guess who's going uh, to that game? Which, like, the, not to brag. The, with, with, like the uh, Celtics Nets on oh, Saturday. Just game game one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All oh, right. Who you cheering for? Who you cheering for? The Celtics. Oh, Celtics. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. If it were Celtics Knicks, I'd have a real problem because yeah. I've been brainwashed and like really love this Knicks team and I'm excited for them. But yeah. it's Nets, and it's so Nets. I don't have and to Nets, care. Nets are kind of the villains of yeah. of the NBA right now. So yeah, yeah that's that's a that's an easy call. Um, the Pacers, my beloved Pacers, uh, I should say, uh, my my hometown beloved Pacers uh, destroyed the Charlotte Hornets and absolutely the Pacers- massacred them. So the Pacers will now play the Wizards tomorrow, I believe. Uh, and the winner gets to be the AC and play the 76ers in the playoffs. Um, but anyway, that, that brings us to the point, which is tonight, I think, is the night that everyone had circled. When these play-in yeah. tournaments started, everyone circled it as Lakers-Warriors, LeBron James versus Steph Curry, which has defined kind of this era of the NBA. Totally. Uh, but it's, it's done so at the NBA Finals level. It is now doing so <laughs> <laughs> at the play-in tournament level yeah. um, where – Everyone, you know, and and I, I guess I, the the reason we're bringing it up is because unfortunately the way our 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 production schedule works, we are recording this before the game, so everyone listening knows what happened in that game. Charlotte and I do not know what happened. Which in the is game. you guys can you're like gloating right now. You're, you're like time traveling. That, They're yeah, time you're traveling tra- back are. in time. <laughs> and you know you could tell you know. us right now. Like you tell us, tell us right now. Yeah. And tell us who won. <laughs> tell us. Here's the thing. I thought we should record two versions of this. I thought we should record one pretending that we already knew that the Lakers won and Mm -hmm. one pretending we already knew the Warriors won and having to do it in like the vaguest terms because we have zero specifics. Yeah. And then realize that would be terrible uh, audio. Well, I'll I'll say this is a guy who has watched NBA basketball my entire life and uh, has has noticed some patterns. As a guy who declared for the NBA draft. I declared for the NBA draft. People do forget that, that I was once in the NBA draft. (laughs) Uh, I was once invited to the NBA draft, too, in 2007. um, Wow. By Greg Oden. He was being drafted. (laughs) (laughs) I was not invited by the NBA. But uh, we'll leave that part out. Still counts. Still counts. Um. I uh, I have through the years, Charlotte, noticed some patterns. We'll say of mm. of things that happen in the NBA. And let me just say that your idea of doing two different versions of the podcast, I don't think it's going to be necessary. I'm going to say let's just record the version that the Lakers win because uh, I don't know. I've seen You're some. You're going to look like such a big dummy if tomorrow the Warriors won. If yeah, if if Listen, by chance, okay, I get it. They're not going to. It's they're not. They're going not to. going to. The only to. way is if Steph Curry is better than. LeBron, AD, and every other player because, like, yeah. come on. I'm going to tell you why they're not going to because the best thing that could happen for the the interest in the play-in tournament is that Steph Curry loses this and now has to play in a do-or-die game where he's carrying the Warriors on his back and has to score 70 points. He already he already did it against the Grizzlies the other night the, the, in the last game of regulation to get mm-hmm. the Warriors into this game instead when of the, game of the Grizzlies. Shirt. Yeah, I almost already just lifted up out. my shirt and I was like, I'm yeah, girl. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Wait, <laughs> yeah, it's like, we gotta, we gotta slow our roll here. Okay, so yeah, no. So, um, so I think for, for maximum intrigue in this, this, uh, uh, playing tournament thing like I, I guess you could argue the lakers fighting for their lives but that's not gonna like that's no. just not gonna happen lebron lebron has already poo-pooed this entire idea he said whoever came up with this idea should be fired uh they're they're not gonna punish lebron they're not gonna make 
and and I understand that the, that that's not how it works, and they they have to go out on the court and and win, and one team is mm. going to play better than the other team and whatever. But come on, I've watched is enough it? NBA. Yeah, exactly. I've watched enough NBA in my life, Charlotte. In to the know words that. of Aisha Curry, this is yes. absolutely <laughs> yes. rigged yes. for money. <laughs> the rigged, NBA, not sure which. Is the king, as I describe it, the NBA is the king of the foot wedge in golf. When you know, are you, you're aware of the, the concept of the foot wedge? Yeah. Yes, that is the NBA. They're not like outwardly saying, like, I watched you hit it 12 times and I'm gonna yeah. write down a four on the scorecard. I'm just gonna say, like, you if everyone looks that way, I'm gonna go ahead and foot wedge the ball back mm-hmm. into the fairway and then mm-hmm. away we go. I think that's gonna happen. I think the Lakers are gonna win. Um, but nonetheless, it's gonna be exciting. I'm excited to watch it. The question I have for you, Charlotte, is uh, part of the reason they, they put, they instituted this play in tournament, this, yeah. this convoluted situation is for maybe people like you who are not uh, glued to your screen every single night following NBA action. And they're trying to get people to care about uh, these teams at the bottom, because I, I think what has happened to the NBA is it is uh, in the last, however many years, um, it, it has gotten to a point where people go into the playoffs, knowing that like basically the top two or three seeds in each conference are yeah. the only teams that are good uh there's no point in watching any of this until the finals till the till the conference finals what is a way we can get people to care to lock in to be intrigued mm-hmm. whatever and they come up with this so my question is did it work are you interested charlie does it have your yes. attention yes so i think that originally when i heard about this I, it felt too gimmicky you know like my initial yeah. reaction was it feels gimmicky and i don't like change because i'm a sports fan so of course, I'm going to be angry about it. And then I was like, wait a second. For so, so this year, I've probably watched more NBA basketball than I have any previous season. And as someone who was sort of like medium dialed in, I think that this is a great idea. I really do. Because it not only has it made me care about the last regular season games that normally you would really only care about if there were a, a playoff spot on the line. Mm-hmm. But it also someone floated the idea at one point of doing of having like if you are a certain number of games ahead of your of the seven of the eight seed, if you're the seven seed or the, the 10 seed, if you're the nine seed, you don't have to play a play in game. Mm-hmm. And to me, the more sort of like um, caveats you could add to the regular season, I think it makes it more fun because the higher the stakes for each regular season game, maybe, yeah. you know, you were saying that like, who saved, who saved that KD ruined basketball? Who Kevin saved Durant it? ruined basketball. And then I, I, I made the argument that Steph Curry this year, exactly. as he was going nuts, carrying single-handedly carrying the Warriors. I mean, Draymond was playing Draymond's helping, but like, come on. Yeah. Basically Steph. Steph's uh, but so yeah, he, like, you saying that I think what could save the regular season is like make it a little more gimmicky, but to the point that it actually has playoff implications because it just makes it like it makes it matter more. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What I, do you think? I, 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 that's kind of what they did in the Disney bubble, I believe. Like they, cause they, we, we got one play in game. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, uh, but that was more of a factor of like they, they, they halted the regular season. And then they were bringing back the regular season. They were trying to figure out like what's a fair way to make it where, um, you know, we, we still get because at the time that they halted it, you know, some of the teams could argue it's like we we had the long picture in mind and we thought we right. had twenty whatever games left, and now you're telling us we have seven. Like that. Yes, up exactly. Those, so they those... came up. Yeah, they came up with some system, but the, I think I think what you're describing existed last year, where if you were up by a certain number of games, you didn't have to play in, and then if it was like a, and then we got one. What, what was the Blazers and the Grizzlies, right? Last yeah. year, and Damian Lillard went nuts. 
Um, and it was controversial because the Suns went eight no in the bubble. They did, but didn't yeah, make. The Suns, yeah, they the didn't playoffs. make it, and that was yeah. I mean, yeah, not really controversial, like, but it was. Funny. No, it's a, it's, it's, uh, that, that is, it, it is like a funny thing to look back on because it's like, what else? If you're, you're the Suns, like, we won every game and we, yeah, they're like, have to go, why, literally, we why did we, why are we here? Why are we invited? Now the Suns are the two seed, Charlotte. So maybe that's why they're there. They use yeah. that, that fueled them this year. Uh, I'm excited for the playoffs, by the way, just in general. Just that the, the Jazz are the one seed in the West. The Suns are the two seed. The Nuggets are the three seed. What? That's I know. incredible. That's incredible. Just to say that out Shout loud. Out like, small markets. Coming in, the Clippers, the Lakers, uh, those were the team, you know, that that I think I think those are basically the two. I think the Nuggets uh, and Jazz have they've been good for the last few years, so I don't think that's much of a surprise that they're up there. But uh, yeah, it, the, the the small markets are, are the, the non East. It's not uh, the 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 best teams in the West. They're all in a, a mountain time. It's not. Oh my god, it's not dominated right. by the the coast right now. So that's the exciting. coastal elites like me uh, are just rolling over, not in their graves. I'm not dead. But. I think one of the, one of the things I'm excited about with this play in tournament is I don't think this is the end of the NBA throwing stuff against the wall, um, mm-hmm. which first of all, I'll say, I love this. I do love the play in tournament idea. I, I do love spicing it up. Um, I, I don't think, uh, I, you know, LeBron's upset because in his mind, he's like, we earned the seven seed. Why do we have to go earn it again? And it's like that. I mean, you're, we're talking about the seven seed. It reminds me of kind of like the NCAA tournament when people bitch about being on the bubble and not making yes. it into the tournament. And like, well then know, be a, be a little bit better, be better. Than- be better. Like if you're on the bubble, you suck. So maybe <laughs> don't suck, you know, like, yeah. Don't brag <laughs> about being almost good. I, I don't, I, I never really, I mean, I, 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 I kind of understand it, but I don't know. I was in, in 2008, I was on a team at Ohio state. We were on the bubble. We missed out on the, we got the one seed in the NIT. We ended up winning the NIT. We, we thought everyone in our locker room thought we were going to the NCAA tournament. I didn't think so. Cause I watched college basketball my whole life. And I like, kind of know what it takes to make the NCAA tournament. Right, right. So I'm like, looking around at my teammates. I'm like, yeah, uh, you should probably not watch selection Sunday. I don't think this is going to go well. Um, but I remember thinking like we didn't make the tournament and I remember sitting there thinking, uh, like, yeah, of course we didn't make the tournament. We sucked this year. And I thought I, I knew when, when we made the NIT Charlotte that I knew we were going to win the NIT because I knew we were so much better than everybody else in the NIT. And I knew that from a talent perspective, we belonged in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. But I also remember thinking like, we sucked. Like that's, that's the rules. Like you have to win games to make it. So that's my thought on this is like the complaining about, you know, why should we have yeah. to go earn it again? It's like, we're talking about the seven through the 10 seeds you sucked like that th- it incentivized that's the whole point of it it incentivizes right. you to not sit out certain number of games to not rest guys to not take games lightly because they might matter at the end right you know um, what i also loved speaking of you know guys sitting out or load management or whatever you however you want to call it is at the um, basketball hall of fame when vanessa bryant accepted um kobe's you know posthumous induction into the hall of fame and she said um you know i used to ask him why won't you just sit this one out? Or if you're hurt, why won't, why won't you just sit? Because you know the the picture of him all wrapped in ice, yeah, yeah. Like you know, and she was like, and he said that he remembered being a kid and going to see basketball games, and you know, not what like being devastated if his player wasn't there. And he was like, yep. I always think of the fans who saved yep. up their money to come see me, and I don't want to let them down. Blah blah. blah which is how I just want everyone to know I show up to this podcast every yep. week with that same mentality. Yep. Um, but no, I was, it was sort of like a funny dig at like the, I, I don't think she meant it to be. She meant it as genuinely like a heartwarming story, but it was funny. Cause I was like, 
Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's a dig it's at like the modern. It's something guys, that's been yeah. in the in the narrative of like, well, should they should sit out? Should they not? Blah, blah blah. And she was like, he never sat out a single yeah. game. <laughs> I was like, kind of loved it. You're 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 talking to a guy that that was uh that was raised in Indianapolis, and I would go to Pacers games uh to see like the stars coming in, and now I I I feel bad for uh the kids yeah. that have coming up because Indianapolis is a hundred percent a. a a destination that that if you're a star player you circle that as i'll sit that one out <laughs> yeah you're like oh, i'll uh i'll say iowa <laughs> i'll play in madison square garden i'll play in boston i'll play in philly but yeah. uh you know, you know cleveland indy nah. <laughs> i'll sit those yeah. i think another thing about you know superstars or when you see them or ratings or sitting games out is that you like warriors lakers is gonna have a higher this playing game is gonna have a higher rating than like the finals mm-hmm you know, like I yeah, like yeah 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 I know what like, you mean. I know not, I know what you're saying. But at the same, but actually, time, it might. It might. It's it's not. But like, if you told me it did, and I had to give you a one to ten on how shocked I was, I would not. It, I wouldn't get any higher than five, if that makes sense. I'd give it like a three. Way. I'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah obviously, it's it, 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 it's a shorter time commitment. It's one yeah. game. It's exciting. Like, I think it'd be. Are, it, it feels like playoff basketball without being technically playoff basketball. That's another weird thing, by the way, is that uh, no one knows what to do with these stats that Jason Tatum balls out. And it's like, does this count as a playoff game? Like in, in terms of history and, 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 and the answer is no, it doesn't. So then it it's does, like, right. It's just a regular, does, it's does like, it, count a regular, as, it doesn't count as a regular season game either. <laughs> so what do you like? Does he become the first player ever in history to score 50 points in a play in game? I guess uh, the only, I don't, I don't know. Cause that's cause, so you know, lame. Cause, like, I'm sorry. Like Steph Curry secured the regular season scoring title, and if he if he sucks tonight, that doesn't affect it, you know, because it's it's done. But it's wow. also it's also doesn't like if he scores a thousand points in the game tonight, he does it's his playoff scoring average doesn't go up. So it just kind of exists in its own. It's like it didn't exist. And and that to that point, I ask you, Charlotte, are these games even real? Are they actually happening? <laughs> if a playoff game takes place yes. and nobody no knows stats. what it is there's no stats there's no did stats. it even happen did it even happen um that's a that's a great great point you know like uh, i think that that is a sort of territory we're entering though with like a lot of things now yeah because like the nfl well, adding games NFL what do you do games. with the stats like it, never before has a team gone you know 10 and 7 like yep. what the heck you know yep. Yep, same with uh, Madison Bumgarner threw a no hitter in a seven inning game because the the MLB is uh, doing if it's a double header, each game is only seven innings this year. <gasps> I forgot that's and right. Madison Bumgarner in one of those games throws a no hitter, and they've, they've 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 decided that's not a no hitter. They're like, we can't count that. And to my to me, I'm like, I mean, I understand why you're coming to that conclusion, but also like the name of the accomplishment is no hitter. He pitched an entire game yeah. and there were no hits. I don't understand. No, seriously. Like, that's like, a no hitter. That's a no hitter. That's a no hitter. <laughs> that This is where the analytics nerds need to get their heads out of their butts and yeah. be like, you know what? That's a no hitter. If you pitch a five inning game and it gets rained out and you've got a no hitter going, that's a no hitter. I'm counting it. It's not, it's not, it, it, the, 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 the act is called no hitter. <laughs> it's called a no hitter. It's not called and like a, right. a it's 27 like outer, a 27 <laughs> out. <laughs> That was fast mental no. math. It's not what it's um, called. It's also like people are imagining this alternate universe where like Madison Baumgartner pitched two more innings or where like if it's a five inning game because yeah. it got rained out, 
the other four innings exist somewhere and who knows if those were hitters yeah. or no hitter. And it's like, what? That's not how yeah. sports works. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I will say going back to the Lakers warriors tonight. Um, the one thing working against it is that it is the, the loser is not out. I think if this was, if the games were flipped, if, the, if yeah. the Grizzlies and Spurs tonight was the, the seven, eight game and the, the Lakers warriors was the nine, 10 where the loser's out and the winner stays in. That is maximum intrigue. I don't know why I keep using that phrase. <laughs> I am here for it. <laughs> the People Sports Podcast. Maximum, maximum intrigue. Uh, I agree, but I also, to my point of how confusing this whole thing is, keep forgetting that it's not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I, I keep know, thinking that whoever loses is out. I swear to God, Mark. Honestly, like, like when the, you just said that, I was like, oh. Right. I don't think you're alone in that. I think if the Lakers lose tonight, uh, the there are going to be a lot of people celebrating and saying, suck it, LeBron, get out of my playoffs. Now you're not the play. Yeah. Should I tweet? Should I like Jordan lead the never- charge and pretend <laughs> yeah. that I don't understand and have like a million people on Twitter explain to me that no, they're still in the playoff the playoff hunt. Thank God so LeBron's funny. gone. Get him out of here. Thank <laughs> like, God. I'm so glad like, the no, Lakers. <laughs> yeah. Now LeBron's going to be the eight seed and probably beat the jazz in the first round. So yeah. Damn it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I mean, someone was saying the other day in terms of what we we're talking about with small markets. This was one other thing I wanted to say that like people complaining about the regular season, not mattering is largely because like, idiots like us in the media have kind of screwed it up. Like you've got these three men, you know, small market teams mm-hmm. in the top three seeds. And that's really cool. And people are still like, Oh, but warriors Lakers, you know, yep. it's like, that's the narrative of why isn't it more impressive that yep. like, why wouldn't ratings be better if the Suns make it to the finals? Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah. not going to be because that's how, you know, and attention no one, spans yeah. work. Yeah. And David Stern figured this out decades ago which is right. why again that's where the nba foot wedge comes in charlotte you're you're getting it you're figuring I'm getting it out it? <laughs> you understand here we go charlotte explains the nba foot wedge <laughs> all right so here's how it works <laughs> some so- cities are bigger than others and uh david stern was the first person to realize that to look at a census and say <laughs> so if you call up every ref and you're like listen man <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's it's uh, uh I I'm excited for the small market because I I genuinely think that this is the best thing that could happen for the NBA. Is I, I've gone on this rant a million times, but it's relevant again, so I'll do it again. That I do think the best thing that can happen for the NBA, the 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 long term health of the NBA, is uh actually providing an example, providing proof that the small market teams can win NBA titles and can do yeah. it like in non-fluky ways they can do it like because the Cavs won but let's be honest it's a fluke that you had a guy in LeBron James that was born down the road yes and he decided to come back home quote-unquote just to like help his brand for a couple years so he can then go to LA and make movies like (laughs) it was all strategic but like the Cavs weren't it wasn't like the Cavs were like we're smarter than everyone and we're going to build this awesome team it was like LeBron said I want to come back home to use that as a brand play and they're like awesome we'll win a title I guess uh So what I think the NBA needs, and even needs, then, maybe we won't. <laughs> yeah, but then again, like it took like, like a miracle. <laughs> yeah, I was not thinking. I was, I was like, that's an adorable choice, LeBron. Yeah, yeah, and but it, it worked out. So oh, here's barely- a, here's a here's a fun wedge that people don't drive into the goat conversation enough. Since like, should LeBron be a greater goat because he played on? 
a team that he had to carry on his back for so long. Mm-hmm. Do people often say that? Mm-hmm. What do you, I, so, have so, you heard that you, before? Yeah. <laughs> have you put that in your pipe and smoked it? That Jordan had better teammates than yeah. LeBron has had? But then the, I, I, the don't don't start me down this road. I know, I know, like, I know, no, I know, I know. It's funny though, a little bit. Um, I'm trolling. No, I think I think the NBA. I think this would be great. I think like the Jazz, if like the Utah Jazz win the title or the Phoenix Suns, uh, you know that 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 uh, that I'm trying to think of who could come out of the East. I would, I mean, the Bucks. I guess you get like a Bucks Suns. Like the, the Adam Silver would be just cowering under a table. Yeah, like, like the ratings. The ratings no. would suck. People, would be, but I, I genuinely think it would be good for the long term because then yeah. you could actually convince uh, Orlando Magic fans that you do have a chance that like someday you could be the Milwaukee Bucks if you would just like get your heads out of your asses and do things right. Like that could be you. Um, so I, 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 that's what I'm cheering for. I, I, I cheer for the small markets for that reason. And I'm excited for the West in that regard. But boy, I, I'm also worried that the Lakers are just going to get the, like when the Lakers get the eight seed or the seven seed, whatever, they're going to play mm-hmm. the Jazz. The, the, when the Lakers make the playoffs, they're going to play the Jazz or the Suns. And when they win in the first round, it is going to be devastating to small market mark. <laughs> Yo, oh, small, small market. market. Mark gonna, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so sad. That might not happen. I mean, it probably will happen. You're probably right. That will definitely happen. But you, what you want is an example of like capitalism working. You know how like people, people are like, you know, the common man will often vote against his interest because he thinks that someday mm-hmm. he'll be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Like you want, you want evidence that small market fans are not wrong to hope to believe. Yeah, yeah. Like the Trailblazers are a great example. They have, they have, their fans are insane. They love yep. Portland so much. Uh, I, I experienced this tangentially when Greg got drafted there, and I would like talk to him about it and just witness like how he was treated. But those people are nuts about the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, and uh, and from an outsider's perspective, I would say they're kind of like delusional in like a lovable way about yes. it you know what i mean like uh, like they're delusional because they, they 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 genuinely believe every single not every year but like in general they're like we have one of the best franchises and they're not wrong and they've won a title in the past like way in the past but like it happened yeah when was and, that uh, they they have they have the feeling that like we can do this and damian lillard is awesome because he's he's one of the guys talking about guys bouncing around and wanting to sit out he is an old school guy he's like mm-hmm. I, I will not build a super team i want to be here I want to mm-hmm. win a title here. And uh, that's all great. But like, is it actually feasible? I don't know, Charlotte. And I would love for to be able to nod my head and say, yeah, it is. There is a world where the Portland Trailblazers could, with Damian Lillard, build a, build a winner and win a title. And I don't know if that's true right now. So I don't I, either. that's what I want. That's what I think I we're too, I, I would say we're too cynical, but I think we're just using logic of like, how are you supposed to compete against the super teams and people are yeah. still making them like the thought yeah. of playing. I felt sick to my stomach last night when the Celtics won. And I was like, Oh, this rules Tatum had 50 points. And then it's like, Oh my God, we're literally walking into a buzzsaw. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and afterwards, like on, on TNT and then whatever that NBA show is called. Cause I can't remember the names of anything. Um, Shaq was Shaq goes, he was like, well, you know, if Tatum keeps playing like this and, you know, Kemba Walker mm-hmm. with Jalen Brown out, Kemba Walker can really step up and Charles Barkley just starts cracking up. He's like, man, <laughs> are you, he was like, are you telling me that with a worse team than they had when they got beat by the Nets three times this season, now they can win? And Shaq yeah. was like, yeah. And I was like, Shaq, you phoned it in, man. Like, God bless <laughs> you, but you are not even, you're just I don't know. Or maybe, maybe that's like part of the job is you just have to like convince people anything could happen. And if, I mean, if, 
Jason Tatum scores 50 points every single every night game. <laughs> the Celtics can cover in these games. They will cover the spread. Points is like an absurd <laughs> amount of points. It can really count to uh, 50. Man. Um, anyway, back to the big picture. I, yeah. I like the play in. I like uh I, I, I like mixing it up. I like uh the playoff format in the NBA has gotten a little stale. I don't know how to I don't know what other tricks they should do. Um, one thing that I I find fascinating, especially when you were uh, explaining what the playing tournament is, and you mentioned the division winners, um, I I don't uh, I would love I would love to see a world where the divisions matter. They still have divisions in the NBA, do they not? I believe they do. I don't. Know I don't even know. As soon they as talked I about getting division, rid of those, I was like, isn't that such a thing? And then I realized I was thinking of the divisional round in the NFL. In the NFL, well. And in, in, in the NFL, if you win your division, you're in. It doesn't matter like that. And that's always a, a, a frustrating thing for, you know, and inevitably there's one division that's horrible. It's almost always God the bless NFC the East. NFC East. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. But if you win, you're in. Same with baseball. You win your division, you're in. Then you have wild cards, whatever. The NBA has divisions, but they don't do it that way. And I, I would love to see them do it that way because – I agree. Uh, the reason they don't is because they're like, that's stupid. They don't want to do what the NFL and MLB do where like a, a, a crappy division winner gets in over a team that, you know, maybe is more deserving, whatever. But I think it, it's a great way to foster rivalries amongst the regular season. It makes the regular season matter. It makes yeah. the Knicks versus the Celtics in the regular season matter. This is for, this is the division crowns on the line. If we win, we get a top seed in the playoffs. If we lose, we, you, you know, but instead, it's like, who cares? We're both better than, you know, the the Heat. So we're going to be higher than them. And, the, you know, like what, that, that's kind of where they arrive. And then they don't care. So that's one thing I would love to see. I could not agree with you more. Yeah. I love that idea. I would love to see them do that. But I don't know. I don't know if we'll do that. Uh, oh, okay. Um, let's uh, – sorry, I got distracted. I thought Kat was saying – I thought I you were saying Luka, Luka, Luka Doncic. Luka, Luka uh, Garza, Garza was here. Um, All right, I'll pick it back up. Sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if they'll ever do that, but that's the thing about the NBA Charlotte is that no idea is outside the box with them. I think we've arrived at that point and that's an exciting thing. Um, should we do our list? Because we, we had this idea for lists and I, uh, and, and me throwing out an idea for the NBA moving well, forward. You just fixed, you just fixed, I fixed the NBA. I you fixed just everything. fixed the NBA. You <laughs> fix everything. You fixed the NBA. You made everything work, um, which is something that sports media people love to do. Yes. So I thought it would be funnier if all of these rules seem to me like they have existed just to anger people or upset them or ruffle feathers. Like, you know, the NFL adding games. What was the college basketball one you mentioned? Well, college basketball, every off season, the, yeah. what's interesting about the NBA adding a play in tournament which is a college basketball idea they, we have the play-in games of college basketball uh is that college basketball at the end of every season looks at at the rules looks at the gameplay and says we have to be more like the nba and they start tweaking the rules to be right. more like the nba meanwhile the nba is like nobody watches our games everyone watches the ncaa <laughs> tournament how do we get more like college basketball right, exactly. playing games <laughs> how uh, many more so, tournaments can we add in the regular yes. season of the so NBA? Uh, college basketball every off season, they have like a big summit where they kick around rules to change. And, uh, you know, Tate and I have to talk about it cause it's the off season. There's nothing else to really talk about, but we always, I, I, my point is always like, I, I I'm not anti-change. I just, uh, a lot of the stuff do, does feel like change just for the sake of change. It just feels like 
we have to tweak something because that's just how this works. And right. I laugh at that. So yeah, that that's, so that's where we're at with college basketball. They're throwing around the idea of like having six fouls instead of five, which would really fundamentally change the game. That's but absurd. They're, yeah. They're just like, we should do it. Cause like guys foul out too much. And my answer to that is like, then don't foul so much. Like, I right. don't, like maybe figure that out. That's like, um, the, that's like baseball being like, we need fewer home runs. So, and it's yeah. like, okay, well then make pitching harder or like yeah. that, whatever the equivalent. We want, no, we want more runs. So now you, what, get, four right, or exactly. five, you get four or five outs instead of three. Each exactly. Inning. You're like, what, why that changes. Like, everything. What if you just bet? <laughs> what if you bead better? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, so, so what we're going to do is, is just come up with rules that throw a wrench in the entire system. These we are, want to these troll. Are, yeah. yeah. These, these, these are, are top five troll rules. Yeah. Cause it's, it's more fun to do this than it is to try to fix everything. Cause yeah, as you said, it's all already been fixed. So yeah, we're, we're going to do the troll list. Uh, before we get to that, Charlotte, we have to talk to national player of the year. Should Iowa fans believe he should be two time national player of the year. He was not, unfortunately, Obi Toppin beat him year before he came back this past year one national player there his name is luca garza and he sold an nft charlotte for forty one thousand dollars uh i i'm not really sure what that means but that's why we're having him on he's going to explain it to us i cannot wait to find out all right joining us now is national player of the year luca garza i'm, I'm excited to finally by the way luca have you on a show where i can say those words because it's been presumptive for so long <laughs> And finally yeah. it happened. And you said, I think the last time I talked to you, you were like, I don't want to jump ahead of myself. And now we're here. <laughs> you're the national player. Of the year. We have a policy on the show. If you're a national player of the year, if you are an MVP, uh, you, 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 it's an open invitation to come on the show. And there's that, but there's also this, Luca, that last month uh, we saw that you auctioned off an NFT for $41,000. Charlotte and I are very old. Um, we... we <laughs> We like to think of ourselves as young. We like to think of ourselves as hip and, and up with what's going on in, in the world. We, we realize we don't, and NFTs are above our head. As a man who has now sold an NFT for tens of thousands of dollars, explain <laughs> us, what is an NFT, Luca? The, the easiest way I can explain it is it's a digital trading card. So as there are digital physical tr trading cards that people like to collect, as memorabilia and collectibles, uh, this is the same way, but just digital. So each person is the exclusive owner of the blockchain technology, which is the NFT. Wow, look at that. That's oh my God. That's, that's Luca, we have a segment on this show called Charlotte Explains Things, where I just get everything <laughs> wrong. And um, <laughs> you have an open invite to come do that segment for me. <laughs> I have a question. It can it, Okay, this sounds really stupid compared to how smart you just sounded. But if you have the blockchain... Could like how do you not just take a picture of the thing? Like, can I take a picture of your mm -hmm. NFT and make that an NFT, like NFT Inception? I don't think you could do that. But okay. uh, the person who owns it is the exclusive owner of the NFT. So from now to the end of the time, the that piece of data will just be theirs. So it's the same thing with like NBA Top Shot. Like you can of course screenshot you know, whatever NFT or all of the top sets that they have, but right. people want them because they're collectibles and you own the specific ones and you can trade them all sorts of things like that. So this is similar to that. Um, but obviously it's a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit different. You could take a picture of the Mona Lisa on your cell phone, but you're not selling that picture for any amount of money. Like, <laughs> when you put it that way, exactly. it makes me sound unbelievably stupid. Thank right? you, Mark. I, yeah. <laughs> but I, so I understand that part of it. What I don't understand is like, so when when you're going to create an NFT, what what was the NFT that you sold? What it, was it like? Uh, a, a specific play? Was it like a picture of you holding an ice cream cone and giving a thumbs up? <laughs> like what, what? What is it that the person bought that they got from you? 
Uh, for sure, you know, the first NFT that I sold was just like a cool, uh, really cool graphic that, you know, kind of led up to the picture. And the picture had a bunch of different pictures of me during my career. And then at, at the on the other side was some of my stats and some of my awards from this year. But on these next three NFTs that I'm dropping today uh, on OpenSea, these are a little bit more creative designs uh, coming from, you know, meetings with my team that I had these ideas um, to talk yeah. about. And so these are a little bit different, a little bit more, uh, you know, more artistic. Yeah. Uh, you, sh- you should do, how many career points did you have? You should do every single point. You should do one NFT <laughs> of like every, every basket you made your career. <laughs> Just like raking the money. <laughs> Is that is that is that not? I mean, is that, that's not the worst idea I've ever had. Sell each like, point for thousands. thousands yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that is like, you don't even have to play professional at that point, Luca. Just sell. I mean, like that, you're retired before you even start your pro career. <laughs> oh, that, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Um, we have we have a lot of a lot of NFTs coming out soon. You know, this partnership that I have with the Iowa Children's Hospital. Each NFT that I sell, part of those proceeds are going to them. So that's something I'm really passionate about as well. So it's not only just for me to make money is just starting to give back. That's awesome. That's you awesome. know, I love that you played for Iowa and I love that you're doing this for a, a charity in Iowa. We have a joke on the podcast that whenever we need to think of a place, like a random place in America, mm-hmm. we'll say Iowa. And you are putting so much well-deserved respect back on Iowa's name on this podcast. <laughs> it feels awesome. like a real full circle yeah. moment. Yeah, I need. Thank you yeah, for saying. Luca, I, I I have a habit. Yeah, like Charlie said, if if I'm trying to think of a, a random town that's just like anywhere USA, just represents like the solid <laughs> people. I have a habit of just like always picking a town in Iowa. Um, mm-hmm. What? Uh, you're not an Iowa native. You you uh, played you know college basketball in Iowa, obviously. In your time at Iowa, what is your outside of campus? What is like your favorite? Have you have you explored much of the state? Like, what is what is a place in Iowa? I I need a new. I need I need you to <laughs> yeah. authorize which which city should I say when I'm trying to like rack my brain for like anywhere USA? Which one should I pick? You know, there's a lot of them. You know, over my four years, I got to you know see a lot of different places in Iowa. Obviously, some of my teammates and best friends are are from Iowa. So, you know, in this time, I kind of became you know kind of part Iowan from being a city kid. You know, growing up. Uh, but, you know, I think there's a lot of places, you know, I love Cedar Rapids, you know, there's so many, Ooh, so, much good good, so much good food, uh, good, good places to, to be and great people. Uh, I like Des Moines a lot. I think that's another one. Mm. And, uh, and, and Waterloo kind of has a, a little Bosnian community and, and I'm half Bosnian. So there's some Bosnians up there. All so, right. you know, that, cool those are, that? those are some, I'd say. <laughs> they have so, I, the thing about Iowa too, is so many great names of, of, cities you know like yeah Moine, exactly waterloo dubuque they're so yeah. fun to say cedar rapids Absolutely. yeah that's all Absolutely. So, so uh what else so let's go back to nfts because I, I i i'm fascinated by this do you uh are, are you in are, are you a buyer i mean maybe not a buyer but are you keeping your you eye on nfts are you a collector like what if, if you're um if you're interested in buying an NFT, what are you looking for what is uh if you could have if you could own any nft what is Luca Garza like, man, it'd be cool if I could own that. I think, you know, I, I'd look at the artwork and how unique it is. Um, but mm-hmm. also with my NFTs, you know, I kind of offered a package that came with it, you know, and with these ones, there'll be different shoes that are signed from different games that I've played in. Also oh, nice. chases to, cool. to come meet me. One, one of the cards is a Naismith trophy card. And that one, you have the opportunity to come and actually see the trophy in person, take a picture with it, meet me. 
stuff like that. So, you know, I think the whole package is, is also, you know, something I, I look for and you see with yeah. Evan Mobley and, and Jalen Suggs, when they drop theirs, they each kind of had a package. Jalen Suggs, he gave away the shoes from the shot, different things mm-hmm. like that. So people, people are kind of embracing that, uh, that idea that, you know, kind of I, I went with on my first NFT. So, you know, I'm excited about it. And that's why I look forward to trying to help more people create their own FTs and, and kind of using the model that I have. Yeah, I, I was, I was going to ask you about that too. Like how much of this is motivated by you? Uh, certainly the last two years you were at Iowa, you were, if not the best, I mean, you were the best player last year, the year before, as you know, like you, you, you split national player of the year, whatever, however you want to say it, you have been a, an All-American um, at, at Iowa for multiple seasons. And obviously per NCAA rules, you're not really profiting off of that. How much of uh uh, with with the name image likeness stuff going on in college basketball right now, and there's supposed to be a, a decision made by July 1st, I keep hearing. Um, how much of the motivation behind creating this is is to do with that, or, or or am I making that up? Is there some sort of motivation of like trying? No, to- absolutely. Yeah. I I started the Luca Garza NFT Group which is a place that people can go and I can help them do their own NFTs, and that's really geared towards college athletes win the image likeness is passed so i'm trying to help those people be able to do that you know when my first nft sold i had 28 dollars in my account so you know i i understand what it what it means to be a college athlete and what you have to go through and how you can't profit and and, you know you see you you look at my name on amazon and people are selling t-shirts with my name and and Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is you know the ncaa is not getting that money and neither is the school Mm -hmm. so this is that this money, you know, this new revenue stream of being able to make money off your name and likeness doesn't take anything away from the NCAA and people are already doing it. They're just kind of stealing, you know, players NIL. Right, right. That also sounds like the NFT is a great way to sort of cut down the middleman, right? Like you, it doesn't, it, it doesn't mean that players are going to have to figure out either a deal with a clothing company or, you know, someone who makes the mm-hmm. shirts, like it's sort of completely in their control with your help of how they make one of these one of these nfts mm-hmm. absolutely and you know to get different endorsement deals there's always a middleman someone to go through so this is something different to be able to to profit off that and if there's any middleman it would be me with the nft group to try to kind of help and i'm a i'm a college kid i'm not someone that's looking to hurt you i'm trying to help you um so it's 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 a really unique way of, of being able to do it. and i think you know, that's the biggest thing is that you can't take any money away from the NCAA and the, the tv contracts they have and all that stuff you have to be able to create, you know, new revenue, something else. And that is what the, the NFT kind of does for me. Uh, other other than NFTs, what do you look back on your career at Iowa? And if if name image likeness existed, if you could profit off of your own name, um, <laughs> what 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 would you look back on your career in Iowa and say, I wish I could have done that? Is it like a car dealership commercial? Is it like, <laughs> what sticks out to you is like, man, that would have been cool to like been able to do that. Uh, you know, I think, you know, one of my favorite pizza spots, uh, actually kind of near Cedar Rapids, Roscoe's Pizza. They wanted to do a pizza with, with the, that was called like the Garzilla or something like that. Oh, man. And, and so, you know, that, that would have been cool. And they're been going awesome. to be doing yeah. that now. But to yeah, be able to nice. have eaten it in college, taking someone and be like, yeah, let me get, you know, that, <laughs> that pizza. No, I'm picturing but, Happy Gilmore eating the subway. <laughs> it's like Luca Garzilla. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, what else, Charlotte? What else do we have to talk? Oh, I've always wanted to ask you this, Luca. Uh, how do you feel about Luca Doncic? Is this good for you? Is this good for you or bad for you that Luca Doncic has exploded on the scene and has kind of become a one-name guy? Um, I, it's obviously I, I I feel like it might be good because 
you know, it's increasing the Luca brand. But then also when people say Luca, maybe they don't think of you. Where, how, how do you feel about this? Great you know, question, I Mark. I, I think it's great. Yeah, it is a great question. I think it's great. <laughs> you know, growing up, you know, there were not too many Lucas that I knew of, um, you know, L-U-K-A, spelled that mm -hmm. way. And so people still continue to sometimes spell it wrong, say Luke Garza or L-U-C-A. You know, when I was in high school, the ESPN 100 list came out and it was L-U Luke Garza at mm. number 100. So I think, you know, with him kind of putting on for the name, now people will just start to recognize, oh, it's Luca like Luca Doncic. So there uh, won't be any more mistakes. But now you're going to get people that don't understand how time works and they're going to think that you're like named after Luca Doncic or something. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. He's that your dad me. a big Luca Doncic <laughs> fan or what? You're like, what? <laughs> I do think, Luca, that, that your last name is so much easier to say and no disrespect to the other Luca, but um, cooler. Like Garza is a great last name. Garzilla, that, Charlotte. You're yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So like you can really you can roll with that while people you can be the only Garza, but benefit you can draft off of the Luca, the Luca momentum. I think it's great. Yeah. Exactly. If I had, uh, it was thank God for my dad because if it was still my mother's maiden name, it'd be hard to say. Like, like Doncic would be Muftich. <laughs> Ooh, that's a great name, though. Yeah. Yes. Um, I I want to ask you a series of questions, and then this is all this is all I have uh, left to to ask you, Luca. Uh, now that you're out of college, um, now that you don't have, uh, you know, I I I've had you on on a couple different shows I've done before, and. Uh, um, I think one of them, Fran, was with you. Coach McCaffrey was mm -hmm. right by your side. Beginning and of I, the year. Yeah. And I think, like, we got done with the show, and I turned to Tate, and I was like, man, that would be nerve-wracking. Like, if I'm Luke, <laughs> to have my coach is sitting right there, it's like, I'm, I'm scared to – I don't know. It reminded me th – this is a deep this is a, a deep dive, but it reminded me of there's, there's this famous interview where Bob Knight is sitting next to Steve Offord, like, way back in the day, and Steve Offord mm -hmm. looks like he's being held hostage. And <laughs> So now that you're, now that you're done um, playing in college, I want to ask you some questions that maybe you can more freely answer and uh okay. my first one is this have you ever uh internally laughed as fran mccaffrey has been going nuts as he's yelling at the team and some small part of you is like this is kind of funny like i'm supposed to be like taking this seriously but like his, his outburst is funny to you have, have did you ever at any point like internally laugh um you know in the in the moment in a game no but during film sessions maybe after the game or you know, at different points, you know, we, we lost to Penn one, uh, or no, we lost to Penn State at the Palestra and, and our senior Ryan Cleaner, you know, with like, took a crazy shot, like from 50 feet and coach started just going off about it. And I, I sit right next to him in film and I, I was trying everything to hold my laughter <laughs> from, from busting out laugh, uh, laughing and, you know, guys are like behind me in the rows and I can hear them laughing. And it's just, that's the hard part. I always sat next to coach. So it was always, like, oh yeah, yeah. I'd have to like keep my eyes on the screen and not laugh, but no, it's, it, it film sessions can get really, really funny. All right. Uh, another one I wrote down is what team did you get the most enjoyment out of beating in your time in Iowa, which was the most fun to, to, beat, Ooh, to stick it to? I think, you know, uh, the best answer I can say is Iowa State, beating them in yeah. Hilton Coliseum uh, for the first time in, in Coach, Coach McCaffrey's career and in, in, in a long time at Iowa. That was a lot of fun. You know, I think also, you know, beating Illinois my junior year at home, uh, mm. you know, that, that was a big-time win. And, and for me, that was one of the, the biggest shots that I've hit in, in my career uh, to kind of seal the game. So 
Um, I think those those two teams, um, obviously, anytime you can beat Michigan or Ohio State or Michigan State this year, you know, finally being able to beat them and finally being able to beat Purdue, um, you know, I think there's there's a good amount of teams that I look forward to beating. All right. Uh, finally, the last question I had: uh, What are your thoughts on Jordan Bohannon refusing to leave college? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think it's awesome. You know, they he he has done such a great job in, in multiple ways in helping you know a lot of college athletes with this name, image, likeness movement, and now he can continue to do it with the with the crazy with a huge platform. But you know, I mean. I mean, the guy has been there longer than me. He's going to outlast so many people. He's working uh, on his I, doctorate, isn't he? He's, he's got to be on his doctorate. Yeah, oh, my God. I don't know. They, he, he's trying to get insurance, life insurance, everything <laughs> like that. You know, it's, 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 it's been awesome. But, no, I'm, he's done so much for the University of Iowa, and I'm so happy for him, proud of him, and excited to see you know, him lead this team next year um, as, the, as the senior leader. There we the go. senior, 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 leader. senior, like, like, fifth, yeah, he's like the first ever eight year senior. Uh, <laughs> God love him. Uh, Charlotte, anything else? Have we taken enough of Lucas time? I think we have, but there was a question that Mark Mayer, a troll question that Mark Mayer may not have fed me, which was asking you, you know, Luca, that the game, the, the loss to Oregon, you did your part. You had 30, 36 points, <laughs> nine rebounds. And, you know, what, what teammate, who do you blame most for that loss? You did everything you could, man. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame anybody. You know, I think mm. for us, Oregon, we're not recording, Luca. We're not recording. This is all fair. This is. All fair. <laughs> I'm bright or, or, red. Do you see how nervous asking you that? <laughs> no, I mean Oregon would have beat a lot of teams in the country yeah. that day right. with the way they shot the ball. It was, it was just a tough matchup for us, and and for them to have, you know, not have to play the first round is also an advantage that they have. But you know, we can't make excuses if they shot the ball like that against USC the next game. You know, they yeah. would have been on to lead eight, um, but unfortunately they weren't able to do that. But, you know, when, when teams get hot like that, it, 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 you can't really control. And that's what the tournament's about. It's about luck, about getting hot at the right time. And, and unfortunately, we weren't able to do either of those things. Yeah, there's, there's no good scenario where losing an NCAA tournament is like acceptable or like because some mm -hmm. part of you is like, you know, maybe you leave that Oregon game and you think they they just outplayed us. And we kind of like we probably weren't going to beat them even if we played well, just how well they played. Um, so you're like, maybe if something different, get like, I, I would rather have been more competitive, but th there's the, you play the what if game, Luca, and no matter what scenario you come up with in your mind, if you lose the game, you're like, no, that sucks too. It all sucks. There's mm -hmm. never a, a scenario where like, yeah, that would have been great to l have lost on a last second shot. I would have actually been fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no way to be satisfied with the loss, especially in that yeah. moment when, you know, we worked so hard to be able to try to push further than that. So it's something that, you know, is always going to, bother me at some level but you know i'm excited yeah. to see you know iowa continue to push forward and and i think coach fran is is the program's re really headed in the right direction so i'm excited to yeah. see the future uh, always to a be diplomat clear, i was just fully razzing you you had an unbelievable season I'll, and uh yeah no, he was awesome he was awesome Thank in the so Oregon game much. i'll, 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 I'll so let much. luca be diplomatic and i'll answer it for him charlie he was awesome and i know and, i and saw i was i was called <laughs> out uh, let's let's point the finger at CJ Frederick who's being tampered to go to Kentucky <laughs> during the time. No, <laughs> just, no like, comment. Like, no no comment. comment. I mean, this is like, how do I get off the Zoom? <laughs> I hate this so much. Uh, Luke, you're the <laughs> you're the best man. Uh, best of luck with these NFTs, man. Appreciate you joining us. Good luck moving uh, forward, so everything. All right. Thank Appreciate you, Luca. Great to yeah, talk to you. Thank you for having me. 
Um, okay, so, so so what we're gonna do is is just come up with rules that throw a wrench in the entire system. These we are, want to these troll. Are, yeah, yeah. These, these, these are, are top rules. five troll rules. Yeah, because it's it's more fun to do this than it is to try to fix everything. Because as you said, it's all already been fixed, and, and yeah. the rest of sports media is there to fix everything. So we're gonna we're gonna troll. We're gonna ruin everything. Um, <laughs> my caveat is that I feel like. You, you can do whatever you want with your list. That's the fun of yep. the show. Yeah. Uh, my caveat was I wanted mine to at least be semi-plausible. I wanted to like actually think that there's a world where these rules might actually exist. So I didn't say, you know, like an example for me would be like no offsides in soccer. That would make everyone lose their mind. But like there's that's never that would never, ever happen. You know what I mean? So I mine are also mine... some of them sound outrageous. But then when you think about adding things like a sixth foul, you're like, oh, actually, that's not like, yeah, that's I didn't have that. I didn't have any ones where I took away rules or like fundamentally changed. It's like all sort of extra weird stuff. OK, well. I think we, yeah, you have to be able to explain how they, why would they would come up with this rule? It's yeah. not just like, yeah, we're not just trying there's to burn a, yes, the whole exactly. system there's down. There's a reason yeah. for the rule, and I'm yeah. very excited and about so it. So I, I, some of mine I think like might actually happen. I mean, uh, some one of mine I would die on this hill. One of mine okay. I actually think should be the way that it goes. Um, All right, so these are our troll rule changes that are just going to piss everybody off and shake yep. up the system, uh, a la the play-in tournament. Although I don't think everybody hates it. I think a lot of people like it, but you know, something like that. Well, a like lot that. of people could it? like these. We don't know, what, but yeah, they're things a, people would talk about. What is a tweak that we anticipate everyone would hate and is plausible? So, Charlotte, yes. you go first. Your number five, okay. please. My number five is if you foul out in the NBA, you have the chance to get back into the game if you win a game of knockout. <laughs> <laughs> they stop the game. You play a five-person game of knockout, and you can get back in. You play the other team in a game of knockout, and if you win knockout – you can come back into the game. It's like backboard dodgeball and BE. Yes. You hit the backboard. Exactly. The guy that's been knocked out can check in. Yeah. Uh, did you play that? Did, did that make its way to. Uh, oh, Lincoln? yeah. I, uh, yeah. No, the Northeast. Oh, yeah. The the backboard. It was like if you hit the wall, someone, yeah. the person who got out comes back in. He comes back in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just making sure that wasn't like a. Uh, yeah, a no. weird Indiana thing. A weird thing. Indiana thing. Yeah. It probably is, um, but somehow I knew it. The, the thing about your idea is that. I, piggybacking off of the play-in tournament idea um mm -hmm. i think we have reached a point where every idea the, the nba is the one league the one major league in this country yes. where every idea is plausible every yes single mark one. because every in this one. case it say lebron fouls out they yeah. want him back in the game of course they do this is yeah. they would do something this desperate to get their ratings up to get lebron or steph curry back in the game if they foul out Yes, it is. Uh, and that's why I think it's actually plausible. Like, I wouldn't, if, if they did this, I'd be like, this is so dumb. But also, like, I get why they did it. Sounds stupid. You know what else sounds stupid is uh, in the middle of a pandemic, let's fly everyone to Disney World and put them in a bubble just to play out a tournament. Yes. <laughs> also sounds stupid. Disney and they did that. World. When they pitched the bubble, I, I, I mean, I have receipts of this like every tweet i had about this was like i i love the the ambition but this is preposterous like how they're gonna there's no way they can pull this off there's no way they're gonna keep these guys inside the bubble and not get them and they did it i'll be damned they did it somehow they uh, did but, it and then went right back to everybody getting COVID, right back they did getting. it like for uh, a little bit the same with like the lottery even like when the lottery started that that's an absurd if, if the draft lottery didn't exist and you pitched Don't. the draft lottery you'd be like this is the most absurd thing i've ever heard you're gonna draw i told you this before right that what? like when I when I first found out how that the draft lottery was a thing, I freaked out. I I started laughing so hard, and I was working at SB Nation at the time, and you know I I hadn't come up 
in NBA circles. So I didn't really know what I was talking about. I still don't, but like, whatever. Um, and I was like, wait, so you're telling me that they, they use ping pong balls to choose who gets to choose when. Yes. And everyone yes. in the office was like, uh, yeah, actually that's exactly. What. And I was like, you realize that this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and they were like, you should write that. They were like, would you write that column? And I did. And it was like, it did numbers. Cause everyone else was like, Oh yeah, that is never really thought about weird. It. Yeah. It is stupid. I never, really that's why I think knockouts. Plausible. Um, Yes, but I, I was backing up your point that just basically Thank the you. NBA throughout history has 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 done off the wall things, and uh, knockout is more plausible than you think. People, I love it. Mm-hmm. That's a great that's a great way to start the list. Thanks. Uh, number five, I think this is this isn't that extreme of an idea, but I oh, I'll just say it. Num- yeah. My number five is uh, AL pitchers have to hit. <laughs> I think it goes the other way. Last year we got the universal DH in baseball, uh-huh. and there was talk about maybe that being a permanent thing moving forward. Is that the national league adopts a DH, but yeah. I envision a world where the new commissioner uh, doesn't hate baseball is not Rob Manfred who hates baseball uh, is a guy like me who grew up watching national league baseball and yep. loves the purity of oh, nine guys versus me. nine guys. Yep. And if you pay, if you play the field, you have to hit and do both. Everyone has to do both. And uh, he steps in and he's like, you know what? We're going back. Like, like this is too much. We, we, we've had this era of putting runners on second base to start extra innings. We, we've played seven inning things. We're juicing the balls. We're unjuicing the balls. We're, we're juicing the, the players. We're unjuicing the players. Yeah, like, right. It's too much. What we're going to do is we're going to get back to the basics. And we're going to play the game as Abner Doubleday intended. And Did you have to look that up? That he invented the game? No, I knew that. That's a that's a piece of trivia. I, I mean, same, um, obviously. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna play some some good old fashioned baseball. And American League pitchers, you now have to hit. And I think everyone lose their mind. Uh, American League fans would obviously lose their minds because they hate they they love the DH because they're simple minded and they don't understand you know double switches and sacrifice bunts. Uh, <laughs> uh, number two, I think National League fans like myself would hate it because I wouldn't have superiority over you where I could say things like that. Cause like we well, would both have to, you see what I mean? So like, I think I it piss nothing off everybody to say, except that that's brilliant. I would love this. I'm that's a troll rule that I would fully endorse as a American league idiot who wanted to be a DH when she grew up. <laughs> so I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right, Mark, my fourth rule is women's tennis goes to best of five sets instead of best of three for grand slams. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want this is because okay. I have absolutely no idea what the reaction would be. I don't know whether this would be seen <laughs> as feminist or misogynist. And like, I, I, I can't wait to see who, like what women tell me I'm a horrible woman for even yes. joking about this because yes. I just, I just don't know. Is it like, to me, this is a complete wild card, unreadable situation that would be truly an agent of chaos move. That's a good point. Yeah, because both I, th- I think you'd be told both things. And that that's that's, as you said, like maximum chaos is like not having. Yeah, it's a good point. It's like not necessarily a decision that everybody hates. It's a decision that. Uh, gets people you, you don't want 100% of the people on one side you want 50 on either side and then let exactly. them duke it out yeah and I don't even have out. an opinion about this yeah. which is why I think it's so funny like that's I don't the know. best part is you just like light the I'm fuse just like, and then step back and- <laughs> exactly you toss the Molotov cocktail onto yeah. the boat boat you're the, not sure why <laughs> you're the, uh, specific you're the- scenario in my head <laughs> You're, you're that girl, the the picture of the fire going on and the girl smiling, you know, yes. turned it and looking and got that sly smile. That's you. Yeah. You're like five games. Uh, yeah. Five games. When really, I think the reaction is like, all right, cool. I guess. Yeah. I people would be like weird or cool, but 
I guess like the games are going to be a little longer now, or the matches will be longer now. But I guess that's. that's I just assume know. that everything yeah. will make everybody mad. So. No, yeah, that is a good point. That that I, I don't know how people would take that. That's a good one. Uh, my number four uh is back to the NBA. Uh, yes. This is, this is my my big NBA idea that again might sound crazy, but we're, it's the NBA we're talking about, so it's probably not that crazy. It's 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 more plausible than you might think. Uh, relegation in the NBA. <laughs> And not just relegation. Uh, I, I see it like this. Because the NBA, like one of the things the NBA is trying to combat, obviously, is tanking. Like this is something, this is, this is the lottery was put in place for this. Um, they, they, they hate it. They hate the idea of tanking, but you can't like get around it. And there's not, because you don't want to, you don't want to, I, I don't know, you, you want to make your horrible teams better. Like you still want them to, you don't want them to just be stuck as dormant team the, the, for forever. Right. But also you don't want to reward teams that are just going to purposely lose games. So it's like, what do we do? How do we do this? I have the solution, Charlotte. Mm -hmm. It is that every year one team gets sent to the G League and we bring one team up. (laughs) And how do we decide that one team? It is not the worst team necessarily. It is not the worst team necessarily. What it is is we do the NBA lottery as is. Everything is the exact same as as it is right now in in the NBA. But when the night of the lottery (laughs) – Whoever wins, quote unquote, that's the team that's relegated. Oh, that's amazing. And the team that gets the second pick in the the normal system of the lottery, you get the first pick. So now teams are going to like tank, but you don't want to take, because like the lottery, as the lottery works right now, it's still like uh, the odds are loaded where like, if you're the worst team, you have the better chance of getting the number one pick. So you still do that. How many teams are in all of like nine of them? Is it the the bottom nine? No, it's more than that. It's like 15 or something. The bottom 15? Yeah. It's like 14. Oh, this is a true agent of chaos. It'd be 14. There's there's 30 teams and 16 make the playoffs. So it'd be 14. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nine where did i get nine from it's yeah, just like nine. here's a number i should just like charlotte explained things so nine i should just are... yeah uh, yeah actually you're right you're exactly right it's nine it is nine and a half teams i don't know how they t- right. oh <laughs> um God. so you still have you still have the odds weighted though like if you're the worst team you have the the greatest odds of getting the quote-unquote number one pick um it, it all goes exactly but like imagine the lottery night imagine how glued in you're going to be on lottery night you're going through the teams and then there's like two teams left and then we're like all right and like rachel nichols is like we're gonna go to commercial and when we come back we'll find out who gets the number one pick and who has to play in bakersfield right That's after this absolutely <laughs> brilliant mark oh my it's god awesome. I mean, imagine if like the wizards got yeah, they almost made the playoffs. They they lose this game, they whatever. Lose this, yeah, say they lose Wednesday night, and then, and then the ping pong balls bounce their way, and now you're relegated. And now they're relegated. Also, it would make people watch a G League. You're right. The TV you're contracts right. for that could become somewhat more lucrative, but at as, least in certain markets. And also, as teams are tanking, you want to tank because, like, you still the more you tank, the better your chances of getting the number one pick are. But because, also, but also, you might go, you might overdo it. <laughs> I love this so much. I love this so much. These rules are like, I would actually like, these are hilarious. The way they're, they're already going like halfway to ridiculous. So why not yeah. just go like full just ridiculous? Just go all the way. I love just it. Just go all in. So that's um, my number four. I do it. Okay. Well, in that vein, uh, this is a college basketball rule change. I hate it. I know you're going to love it. it. I'm mad already. You're going to love it. If any one team is winning by more than 40 points in a college basketball team, the winning team's players have to only shoot, may only shoot with their non-dominant hand. <laughs> this is, first of all, nearly impossible to enforce. Second of all, if you dip down 
to say you're only winning by 38 at this point, you can go back to shooting with your dominant you go hand. Back to but <laughs> once you're over 40, it's like a, it's like a fake mercy rule. Just having a mercy rule would be funny. That would be mercy hilarious. rule in general. Would be so it's like if you're winning by 40, you call the game. Yeah, you, you just, yeah. <laughs> there's like 12 minutes left, and you hit a yeah. shot, and then everyone just walks off the floor. I mean, honestly, like it, there's a guy. Know, there's a guy that going on a beer run that's coming back from the bathroom and he's like, what the hell? It's over. I missed that. What? what? I thought there was like 15 minutes. Exactly. Left. But listen, it would mean that like fewer kids would get hurt in point. Yeah. yeah. You know, if they're not making money off their NFTs yet, that's they can point. protect themselves. Uh, you could also, if, if you're shooting with the non-dominant hand, it's a way to practice. Exactly. You can, yeah. You're accidentally making good teams better. Right? Everybody gets something Everyone's out of getting, it. Yeah. And amb- all of a sudden, like coaches are recruiting ambidextrous guys because they're trying to run the score up. They're <laughs> like, we want, we want to win by 70 so we can get a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Exactly. So, <laughs> I like you it. You get it. You get it. All right. Anyway. Uh, number three for me, this one, this one might be number one in terms of like anger in terms of okay, like, I, I, I think this one would burn this country to the ground. <laughs> and I also think, I think that, and I also think this is very, very, very plausible. This is the most plausible of all the ones I have on my list. I'm on the edge of my And it seat. is this. No NFL regular season overtime at all. <gasps> if the clock hits zero and it's tied, it's a tie. I made myself choke. <gasps> <laughs> oh, that's that the incredible. NFL says, this, this is how, this is why it's plausible, mate. Roger Goodell comes out. Well, it's not Roger Goodell. It's what the NFL. It's the shield. It's like, we know the shield. Um, it's not. It, it's it's a shadowy entity that just kind of like, you know, makes the decisions. And they say this, they say, uh, we, we have, we have crunched the numbers. We have looked at the data and overtime is still far too luck based. It's still too much of like a coin flip. It is not a fair assessment of who the better team is. We have tried tweaking the rules through the years. We've tried everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still ultimately comes down to like whoever gets the ball first or, or just kind of too much. There's too much luck involved. Um, and on top of that, we have throughout the regular season, we have too many of these games that are kicking off at one Eastern and we're trying to get to the next game and it's going into overtime and Jacksonville and Houston are in overtime. And it's like, let's, we're trying to get to the, the and prime red zone game. is just absolute yeah. chaos. So what we're going to do is it's just going to be a level field and, and it, we're, we're not going to do overtime at all. And if it's tied at the end, it's tied and that's it. And it's done and no regular season overtime. We're going to save it for the playoffs and that'll make it more special too. It's like when you see overtime, it'll mean something because that, that means it's a playoff game and that's what we're going to do. And I think every single NFL fan would lose their absolute mind. Yep. <laughs> I, w- I think that is, I think that is the most plausible and the most aggravating. Yeah. Yeah. So I also a- love it. I think we should have more ties in general. I think ties are hilarious. Whenever I see a one tacked on to the end of an NFL record, I'm like, good for the Browns. How, how um, funny would that be if that was like Ur- Urban Meyer could win me over as an NFL coach if uh, if if like he says like one of his goals this year is to break the NFL record for ties. He's like, <laughs> we are trying. How many games do they play? Seventeen. He's like, we're trying to go nine and four and four yes <laughs> like that's our goal this year and why do you think we signed tim tebow yeah he is a, he's a known tie man he's the oh, time that's man. so good that's so good uh my number my number two is also an nfl rule and this is actually the one that i like the most like that i would actually i want this to happen i want to see this implemented and it's similar to your lottery pick it sort of messes with tanking a little bit because i think the four worst teams in the NFL have their own mini playoff tournament for the number one, two, three, and fourth pick in the draft. Ooh. 
hear me out. I like that. So you have the the one and the four seed, or I guess mm-hmm. the you know twenty sixth and thirty second seed yeah. play yeah. each other, um, and then the two and the three seed play each other, and mm-hmm. then the two winners play each other mm-hmm. and that determines the one and two seed. And then the two losers, losers. play each other to determine the three and four seed. So the one pick, the two pick, the three pick, sure. the fourth pick. Sure. Because this way I don't, I think it's really unfair that the number one pick in the draft has to go to the worst team in football. Yes. As evidenced by Joe Burrow. Yes. Like if he could have gone to the fourth worst team, I, I think it would have made things and Trevor Lawrence, more, for God's sake, exactly. Like, like the guy, it, your your reward for being like the best recruit and the best college, whatever, the best prospect maybe ever is you get to play for a guy who's signing Tim Tebow. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's like what? what? And like, it, like you have to live in Cincinnati? Like, you kidding me? Why? Like, what's the incentive no, there? Down. Hold, okay, calm down. Calm down. Sorry, Small I love mark. Cincinnati. Small market, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that this would make not only it would add more football at the end mm-hmm. of the year in a very fun, exciting way. It would make teams legitimately not want to be the worst team yeah. because then they're not going to get the best pick. I would love, I, I love this idea that that makes a lot of sense. More football is always a great idea. And I think exactly. the NFL gets Thank behind you. that too. Cause that's why they added a game to the, to the, right. to the schedule this year. Um, I like this though. Like this is well after the Super Bowl in my mind, like this is, this is oh, in like interesting. April. <laughs> Right before like, almost the draft. like right before the draft. <laughs> wow, Mark. This is like everyone's like kind of already forgot about the NFL season, and then you're like, oh, that's right. Like, oh, damn, like, the it, losers like, tournament is coming. Yeah, up. it's like right after Masters Week, and you're like, oh, yes, that's right. Yes, we get the the dead sp- oh, I love that. I and mean, you could call it something sort of euphemistic, like you know, um, the the second hope tournament or you know something like something that's like not losers because the nfl has to be positive but it's like the you know it's like calling seniors old people seniors yeah yeah um anyway that's my i i really i I like i like that idea that's a that's a great idea thank you um number two for me this would also upset a lot of people Mm -hmm. uh but i don't like it hockey's not as big in this country as nfl is so uh my number two is no fights in hockey that there's a rule put in that's like oh. this is it's like i don't know whoever the commissioner rob manfred becomes a commissioner of the nhl i know gary bettman people don't like him but manfred becomes a commissioner of the nhl and he's like this is barbaric this is uh you know fighting is i don't understand how we condone this like we we literally penalize these guys when they fight so like how can we then allow them to also like how's how can it be woven into the fabric of the sport but also when they do it we put them in the penalty box yeah this makes no sense what I'm going to do is institute a rule. If you fight, you're ejected. It's like every other sport, you're ejected. You don't go to the penalty box, you're ejected. No more fighting. Clean it up. Let's clean up the game. Let's focus on scoring goals. Let's focus on growing out our beards and drinking <laughs> beer out of the Stanley Cup. These are the things we care about in hockey. No longer do I want to see fighting. No more fighting, which would ironically, I think, make a lot of people fight. I think that would, putting Definitely. that rule would make all of America and Canada to start fighting everybody. They'd be so they angry. To, There'd be so much more fighting Zamboni, in the crowd. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the rule about a goalie, a backup goalie, you can pick anyone from the crowd. They would have to do that for the whole team because the, the players would fight so much more that they would all just be ejected. Yes. Man friends <laughs> like, look, 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 look. You can cheat, but you can't fight. <laughs> you can I liked it. Like Gary Bettman is considered like one of the worst commissioners. I, I, we talked about it on the hockey. I know nothing about the guy. I just like every time his face exists, 
you have to boo anywhere. him. Anywhere, it, it gets booed. And uh, I st- they already had a bad commissioner. <laughs> My mind went to like, let's say they get even worse. Let's get Rob Manfred in there. <laughs> That's so good. That's a great one, Mark. That's so that's like rude, honestly. Um, My number one is a rule that I can't decide if I hate or love, which is why I made it number one, because it would make so many people so mad. And it's that in in baseball, instead of extra innings, it just turns into a home run derby. Whoa. Whoa. Because I don't even want that. Because to me, part of what I love about baseball is the war of attrition. Like, yeah. if you're going, if if it's like a low scoring game, make it go to like 15 innings. Make right. me, make the tension like so much that I can't handle it until right. somebody finally breaks it. I love that about the sport. I also love home runs. I would hate this. I would hate this. Home- and everybody would hate this. But it would also be yeah. like baseball trying to galaxy brain themselves into being like, what do people want? What's the hip young way to make more people watch this? More home runs. Okay, home run derby instead of extra innings. But it's not a home run derby. You don't pick like one guy to do it. It's like the whole no, team has to the do the lineup. It. You do the, Yeah, you just keep going through the lineup over and over. Yeah. But it's just a meatball hit. And however, whoever in like two rounds hits more home, home runs. That's so good. I love that. That's a great idea. (laughs) You're right though, because uh, I I think I've made this observation on the show before that uh, when when you're watching baseball and it goes to extra innings, the tenth inning's awesome. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's like, oh my god, anything can happen. Whoever Mm -hmm. was, you know, this is it's sudden death, do or die. If you score here, we could we could walk it off. Oh my god, eleventh inning, you're like, okay, still could walk it off here. Still could twelfth inning, you're like, all right. Would love a walk off, you guys. Would love for this thirteenth inning. You're like, my God, get this thing over with. Exactly. But then somehow it gets completely flipped, and it comes back around where you wake up and it's the sixteenth inning. And if you're someone who's been like watching this whole game, and it's in the sixteenth inning. You're like, I want this game to go to forty eight innings. Yes, like, exactly. I, just, I never want to stay in. This is hilarious. What I'm witnessing. And yeah, uh, yeah so I, I think you're because I because people are already upset about the runner on second situation. I'm livid about the runner on yeah. second. Yeah, but a home run derby, you can't go wrong with a home run derby. So I, I like the idea of a home run derby doing something, like meaning something. Right, <laughs> like maybe, I do too. Like there's some sort of, maybe they do that instead of the play-in wild card game. The one play, there it like is. line them up and have them do the There it card. is. That's a much better idea. There you go. But I, I love the idea of just, I, I love where your brain's at where you just sit down and you're like, we need more home run derbies. I haven't figured out where we put the home run derbies. <laughs> So let's just but, scratch the extra innings. But just give and me more home run derbies. Here we go. <laughs> Great. Just drop it in. These are all just like uh, Molotov cocktails of rules. It's great. That's what the, the that's why we're that's what we're doing. We're yeah. trolling. Uh, yeah. My number one is similar to your women's tennis. Add mm-hmm. five uh, or play play five uh, sets. You said is that what mm-hmm. it is? Five sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one is for women's basketball. Lower the the hoop to nine feet. There it is. From now on, women's basketball will be played at nine feet because like you, I have no idea what the reaction would be. Um, I, I think people, I think initially people will be upset because it's, it's, it does seem a little misogynistic that Mm -hmm. like, why, what you don't think women can like get the ball up to 10 foot, but then also I think they would like sit back and kind of like watch what happens next. And like the ratings would explode. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Like girls would be like cocking her back and dunking on each other. And like, people would actually be like going nuts for WBA games. And they'd be like, 
okay, this is a weird, I'm, I'm in a weird spot. I don't know how to react because like, I've seen both. I've seen women in the game argue for both keeping it and lowering it. And I, again, have no idea, but I'm, everybody knows I'm a bad woman. So like, I really can't even weigh in on this, <laughs> but that's, I your, just, new, that's like, your new Twitter bio. A bad woman. I'm a bad woman. A bad woman. <laughs> i'm a bad woman <laughs> that's the name of my band too bad woman uh, anyway i think these are incredible rules i'm really yeah. proud of us i've also embarrassingly thought of a lot of these before really yeah like the the mini tournament for the for the nfl pick. That, that's a good one i actually like that one i don't think that one's a troll at all i think that one would be um uh it is weird though how tanking is kind of more accepted in the nfl because i don't know because i guess i guess tanking the nfl isn't so drawn out it's like that you have you right. have fewer number of games in the nba it's like oh my god we still have like 36 <laughs> games to watch this team purposely lose exactly. in the nfl even the, every team starts the season even if you know you're not making the super bowl i feel like you, every single team starts the season like actually trying obviously yeah and you don't start tanking until it's like halfway through and you're yeah, it's like seven or, or game seven, seven or eight. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. and then at I, that point, it's just a couple more games that you have to right. throw and it's more palatable. Than and the fans NBA. want you to throw them. Yeah. Except yeah. for me, I hate tanking. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I like your idea. Though. We, we did, did we solve all the sports? I think we fixed them. <laughs> I think we, we ruined them. them. I think we fixed them we by ru ruining them. Nice. Nice. Now we tent our fingers together like this with our fingertips and say, excellent. And watch Excellent. the ratings explode. We work Excellent. for a TV network. It's no coincidence. Uh, what else we got? Is that it? Is that That's the end it, of the show? man. I think, uh, you know, we'll have to, we'll wait till next week to do our silent podcast, or we'll just keep saying that every week and keep mm -hmm. the listeners coming back. Um, Thank you to Luca Garza for joining us. Yes. Uh, go check out Luca. I'm, I'm going to bid on one of his NFTs. I'm not bidding $41,000. I mean, sorry, Luca, but I'm not. Do you have to pay in like Ethereum? I don't know. Well, I mean, I hope not. That isn't because if you have like to, tanking. if you have to bid yeah. in Bitcoin, you're screwed. <laughs> Unless you have Bitcoin, I don't know. I What's up, guys? And Char here. <laughs> I, I use Bitcoin to buy my NFTs. I don't know about pew, you pew, guys. Pew. I'm a, but then again, I am a bad woman. <laughs> 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 and then I ride off on my motorcycle like Dennis Rodman. All right, uh, see you guys Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. See you guys Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday.